I literally left there, got on the street, and I'm driving, and these uh, rolls of money are just flying all over the street. And I pulled over quick. I was in the street. All the cars had stopped at a stoplight, and I just found all this money. I'm looking to see if anyone's searching for their money. I'm looking to see if, you know, any drug dealer threw it out the car, <laughs> racing from police. Like Kanata. What up? I'm Amanda. And you are watching Our, Our Small, Small World. World. What's the up? Podcast. What's up? What up? How's it going? Great. How you feeling? I'm great. Nice watch. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bought my wife Yo, this you watch. I'm not woman at all. I bought my wife this watch four years ago, right? She wore it like three times and then it got stuck on her arm. She Yo. got all claustrophobic. <laughs> Okay, wait, because you about to make me sound crazy. <laughs> a little bit, because you are a little bit. <laughs> it exactly. is crazy. I got issues. <clears throat> so the clasp broke on my watch, right? And it got stuck on my on my uh, wrist. Mm -hmm. And I panicked. Because then I couldn't breathe. <laughs> I felt wrist, lungs. Continue. <laughs> I couldn't breathe. <laughs> I started getting serious anxiety because this thing wouldn't come off my wrist. Mm -hmm. And it just felt like <laughs> it sounds crazy, but it was driving me nuts. And I really needed to get this off so much so that I called my best friend to tell her what was going on. <laughs> she starts laughing. She said, are you serious? I said, I'm so serious. Like, I need to get this off of my wrist. She's like, yeah, um, don't ever get arrested. <laughs> you couldn't go to jail. Not even for a second. So she, this happened. Then the the watch, you know, wasn't worn again for four years. I needed the clasp. Like we needed the clasp, but I think there's more to the story as you just heard. There's some PTSD happening with the watch. So finally, I got it fixed. It was expensive to get it fixed, but it was worth it. it was. And she's watching it. She's watching it. I'm she's watching wearing it. it. I'm she's wearing, wearing it. it. So thank you for my watch. You're welcome. And I You're love welcome. it. Look, 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 guys. Ooh, look at that. See the clasp that? works. It's <laughs> Freedom. <wonderful. laughs> It's wonderful. It is. It's wonderful. I remember this song. It was called Money, Power, Respect. Ooh. Remember that? Money, Power, Respect. It's, it's the, the key, key to life. life. Money, Power, Respect. What you need in life. Hey. I think Lil' Kim had the best verse. Always. The females always do. Okay. Come on. <laughs> she, she, she had, we're, she had the best We're about to digress here, but <laughs> had, Lil' Kim definitely. She had the best verse. You said always, though. You know? Do she, we need to go down? She didn't have the best verse in that other one. And you already... Um, Steady trying to cop those colossal Picasso size Picasso's. Picasso's. Like, he had the best verse. She, anyways, um, so we're talking Minaj, about money definitely. today. Nick, Nick, Nick and Monster, right? Yes. Hands down. Hands I mean, down. that's that's not even debatable. She, Lauren Hill, every Fuji song. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah, sorry, sorry. I don't <laughs> even know why I gave that a second thought. Because <laughs> uh, this would totally turn yes, into a whole. Yes, yes, Lauren Hill. But anyways, she can do no wrong. Uh, so we're gonna be talking about. Money, power, respect. No, just money. Um, and this is something that, you know, we should talk about, you know, because Absolutely. it affects everything. You know, it affects how um, resourceful you are, how resourceful you mm. can be, how responsible you, ha you are, how irresponsible you can be. So, uh, you know, when we first got married. Mm -hmm. We, um, you know, we had some mistakes that we made. All right. We, 
we uh we got married and um i think i don't think we were in very much debt when we got married we were not thank god yeah yeah i had a few little credit cards and those types of things (laughs) so you know yo you know what your mom did to me yo when we got married i was i was like wow this is wild what did she do so Tread we didn't lightly, ha- by the way, you're talking about my mom. That's my mom, too. What you're talking <laughs> about? Relax. Yeah, I, I can say whatever I, I want. got to make sure. You know what my mom Yo, I'm did 17 years into this. I can say what I feel like. You know what I'm saying? Should What's I up, Proline? Say something. <laughs> anyway, when we first got married, yeah, we, we didn't really have a lot of debt. You know, we mm-hmm. weren't really, um, thank God. You had, you had been traveling. We were both traveling, but you had left to go travel and do music and ministry <laughs> and stuff like that, mm-hmm. missionary stuff. And I remember when we got married, I remember we pulled up to your mom's house for dinner or something like that. Hey, your mom slid me an envelope. <laughs> what? Which? <laughs> you know, your mom slid me an envelope and she said, congratulations. <laughs> and I was like, what is that? She's like, your husband's credit card debt. I was like, what? <laughs> what? Why am I hearing this story Yo, on this podcast right now? It was the funniest right thing ever. And I was like, what? I was like, he doesn't have any debt. She said, oh, yes, he does. And it was that credit card you had from when you were traveling. I guess she was the one that was paying it, whatever. And she slid it over to me. <laughs> and so she helped me to understand that, you know, now your debt had now become my debt. Absolutely. And Absolutely. so that was the first lesson I learned about mm-hmm. two becoming yes. yes. Your debt Mm-hmm. As hard as I worked <laughs> to be debt free. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I inquired some debt. But you're it wasn't right, anything crazy. Right. It, was it wasn't crazy. crazy. It was like, like a couple thousand dollars. Two G's or something, yeah, something like that. that. That was a lot for us back then. Though. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean we were like two years old, but. But um, yeah. And I remember when we went to go buy our first vehicle together, right? Because, and this is, this, this is like a, <laughs> this is just a bad idea, right? I, I had bought my car and I bought my car against my own better judgment mm. on which car to get but just because i was you know i was with my mom she had had a lexus i was buying this lexus suv it only had only had a hundred and some odd thousand miles on it which it just broke in you know that kind of thing i went and bought the car but as a result of buying the vehicle my wife was still driving a toyota tercel right oh don't do that i didn't have no tercel i had a corolla oh corolla sorry Corolla, sorry. Upgrade me a little bit. (laughs) She was driving the Corolla. But, you know, the paint was looking, it was black, so it oxidized. It was looking a little crazy or whatever. And I remember we went to the dealership (laughs) because I felt bad. I'm driving this Lexus to work. It looked beautiful, even though it had transmission issues or whatever (laughs) later on. But it looked nice. And then she was driving the the Toyota Corolla. And I remember thinking, I remember I told you, I was like, you need a new car. And it wasn't for any practical reason. Other At all. Than, and I was like, why? Yeah, you My said that. My car's paid off. Yeah, the car's it runs paid good. Off, we're good to go. The AC works. Like, important stuff in Florida. AC got to yeah, work. Yeah, once your AC goes, it's a wrap. Get a new It'll car. It'll mess with you. Like, you yeah. would, you're liable to commit acts of violence that you wouldn't <laughs> It'd test normally your whole Christianity. commit if your AC is not working in Florida <laughs> during the summertime. Promise you that's facts. Facts. Anyways. AC's running, everything's going right with the car. I come home one day and I'm like, hey, let's get you a new car. She didn't want to, but I talked her into it. Like, you don't got to talk people into something like that. So I talked her into it. We went down to Volkswagen, got her a brand new Passat. I think it was maybe a year old or something yeah, like, like that. Yeah, a year old. Beautiful green with the interior. Or what color was it? Was it, it was like a, It was like a bluish. Like a bluish. Green, I don't know. Yeah. It was nice. Cream interior. Butter interior. Beautiful. 
So we went and we acquired more debt, but we didn't need it. It was just more like um, I just felt like she needed to look better in the in vehicle car. she was driving. And what I should have done in hindsight and what I do and practice now is I make sure that my wife drives a better car than I do. Should something happen, you know, um, I can take care of myself. I can get a tow truck. I can change my tires and all that kind of stuff. But if something happens to her, whether she can do that stuff or not, it's less likely to happen to her if she's in a better car, mm -hmm. you know? So that's the, what we practice now. But I remember <clears> us <throat> getting into that first form of debt together because we needed, I needed to co-sign with you and we, we bought the car together. It was yeah. both of our debt. And uh, that was just the beginning, you know? And we, uh, I think we handled it well. We had some credit card stuff, but our biggest thing, what was our biggest spending, expenditure? Was it food? Food. What's our biggest spender now? Food. <laughs> <laughs> so nothing's changed. <laughs> But before we didn't budget for food, we would just be out every night eating food at all costs. You know, um, there was no, there was no like budget for it. So we would just spend money on food yeah. till we're at the limit of our bank account and then hope for the next paycheck. So it was living check to we were check. We were living check to check, yeah. Check to check. Mm -hmm. And um, it was, uh, we had, did we have equal bank accounts at the time? We Shared? did, We but we had savings. So I think this is a thing like, I think when I always look back, like we did have savings, but we could have had more. Mm. And I think we just we just splurged because we were just like, oh, why not? Like, mm -hmm, and I just mm -hmm. think I like I always look back. I'm like, man, I wish we would have just. There was yeah. just certain things that we just didn't need, like the car. We mm -hmm. were paying our I forget it was like three something a month. I remember like three fifty five. Three fifty five a month. <laughs> a month. Dang, you mm -hmm. remember that? I remember. And that joint. in my mind now, I'm like, you know what? Three fifty five mm -hmm. a month would have been if we would have just put that away in stocks mm -hmm. or in in savings or whatever i remember when we came home from our honeymoon i remember from our wedding we got like five or six thousand dollars from our wedding mm -hmm. um you know we were blessed you know our my parents paid for our wedding so we didn't have wedding debt mm -hmm. um my mom paid for the your honeymoon. mom paid for the honeymoon so we didn't go into debt for that so right, we were right. we were we we Fresh our family start. made sure we were starting off well which we mm -hmm. are so appreciative of we were even gifted by my <laughs> sister's friend at the time and he blessed us with brand new floors, floors for the house, house. Wood yeah. floors all over the place. Yeah. So. so we we started off well. Like our village definitely started off started us off well. Mm -hmm. And I remember we had about five thousand dollars or something like that in in um that we had gotten from from the wedding from the honey uh, from the yeah wedding the wedding reception. Yeah, <clears throat> excuse yeah. me. And um, we blew through that five thousand dollars. Like we just Quit. just going out. <laughs> I don't even know if we bought anything for the crib. Like. <laughs> I think, oh, no, lies, mentira. Things. We bought, a, a, um, I remember the first purchase we made together was the TV stand. Oh, uh, okay, okay. From we bought Ikea. that little TV stand. I don't remember where we got it from. And then we bought ourselves a new TV because we had some little miniature TV that my grandmother, oh, <laughs> God bless her soul. True that, true that. My grandmother left me this TV when she passed away and it was dumb small and it felt like the more people who watched it, the TV just got smaller. <laughs> like but whatever. watching on a cell phone. <laughs> it's just like, what? Is that a person? But uh, we had that for a while. Like yeah. I had that TV for a while, whatever. And then I think our first purchase was that, was the TV stand and we bought ourselves a TV. Mm -hmm. But other than that, like we just kind of, Mm -hmm. did whatever we did. And I wish we would have at least took half of that money and put it away in savings and did something else with it. And at one point we were <clears throat> paying, you know, both built my, my car note was like two seventy two or something. And yours was three fifty five. So it was well over paying $600 a mm -hmm. month <clears throat> for, 
for both of these cars. Um, and yeah, we just, you know, we, we, we had a healthy debt flying out of the window. And it wasn't until I think maybe, maybe a year into it or maybe six months when that 5,000 ran out, we figured out that we needed to kind of <laughs> tighten yeah, things tighten up. up. And I remember the first time we did this, <laughs> And I remember we had cut cable. Mm, remember, we mm. cut our cable, and all we had was these, you know, DVDs coming in, and we would watch them, and then we would chill. And it opened up us, you know, to talk more and all those yeah. things. But the other residual effect was we eliminated a bill so that we could start, you know, on mm -hmm. this journey. Um, but like everything, you know, we found out that some show was hitting, and we we need cable we needed cable you know the playoffs <laughs> was coming up something happened and we needed the cable back so we went ahead and and got that but throughout the years we've grown yeah and we've learned the importance of um you know how you steward your finances one of the biggest things that affected us during that time is we weren't tithing we, we definitely weren't tithing we were tithing just not we were tithing as we felt like, like it yeah you know as it was convenient oh well we could tithe this week because you know, there's enough money to give God 10%. Yeah. You know, when it was And it time was like, to, oh, it's the electric bill or tithing. I'm going to go ahead and just pay the electric <laughs> yeah, bill. Yeah, yeah. And the, the, but what we had wrong was mm -hmm. that we were spending money on food. Yeah. You know, or just, and not even, it was just me and you. It wasn't no kids involved. No, it was just me and you. We didn't eat that much food. Matter of fact, I would come home and you would already have eaten <laughs> your bowl of cereal <laughs> that you needed for dinner. And I had to or my learn how cheese. to cook. This is a different conversation. We'll talk about that another we'll time. another time. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, we learned quickly that we were spending too much money yeah. and then we quickly started, started budgeting. We finally sat down. I was like, all right, let's, let's, let's create a budget and figure out mm -hmm. how much money it is that, um, we're actually spending. Yeah. And when we actually sat down and calculated what w most of our money was going to, and we were like, oh my gosh, we were spending like $800, $900 a month on food. Food, like food. going out to dinner, not groceries, <clears throat> food, restaurants, restaurants, stuff. And so it was just like, yo, and I think that's when we started realizing, like, that's a whole mortgage payment, like, mm -hmm. and that's when we started zeroing back and say, okay, wait a minute, like, well, we got to make some adjustments here. Mm -hmm. So some um, of the practical things we did, like I, I worked right next to where my mom lived. So what I would do instead of going out to eat is I would just go to her house. And I would just make myself an egg sandwich. Now, this may have dipped into my mom's budget <laughs> in hindsight. Cause now it's eating her food, like back home. Um, but it saved us, you know, it saved us a whole lot of money, you know. So that yeah. was one of the things that I took on as an initiative. Would you do? I used to come home. Yeah, because yeah. I worked down the street. That was the last time I had a job. Like, so now was, you can go down. Yeah, go I would home just come and home, eat regular and, yeah. food. Make yourself something that shoot back. That out changed to work. everything though. Like to mm -hmm. stop eating out was just like, yo, that was crazy. Yeah. And then we discovered the journals <clears throat> and we was like, yo, this pizza's bad. <laughs> All type of processed food. <laughs> but that's another segment. We'll yeah, talk about eating segment. healthy. <laughs> um, so that was it. I mean, that kind of changed everything. And then what really changed us is we we ended up doing full time ministry. Yes. And, and I would so say that's the that biggest changed staple. everything for mm -hmm. us because then it was like, okay what can we realistically live on? And mm -hmm. I think that's really for us was like the, I think the eye opener of, yeah, because <clears throat> it wasn't even that we weren't doing well financially. Like we were doing very well financially. Mm -hmm. Like you were well into your career. I was well into my career. Um, when I look back now, I'm like, Oh my God, like 
I do. I have moments that I'm like, we just did not do it well. That's why we try to talk to people about finance, especially young couples, because yeah. <clears throat> a lot of times when you first get married, you feel like, oh, I need to get the nice house and the nice car and the nice... And you really don't like just pile up your money. So as life starts to happen, you can now just live mm -hmm. better again. Thankfully, <clears throat> we weren't in like this crazy debt. But when I look back now at how much we were making together, we could have it would have just we would have been further along. And so mm -hmm, I think mm -hmm. when we started deciding if we were going to go full time doing music, because mm -hmm. um, at the time now we were smart with this, too. So. Um, for those of you that don't know, we were in a hip hop recording group, uh, hip hop. Money, power, respect. <clears throat> I am the not locks. little Kim. Just <laughs> <It's> joking. Uh, <laughs> we were in a group called Rayma Soul. Yes, yes. Rayma Check Soul. us out on YouTube. Yeah, check us out, Rayma Soul. <clears throat> but we were in a group called Rayma Soul. We were in a group for many of years. And so at the time we were traveling, it, it started to get it pretty insane. Like we would work the three of us worked full-time jobs mm -hmm. in our careers. Mm -hmm. We would probably leave early from work on a Friday, yeah. run to the airport, hop on a flight to go perform Friday night somewhere. Then Saturday morning, hop on another flight to go to another city to go perform again, to hop on another flight Sunday, either to go perform at another city or to come home, to be back home on time on Monday to go back to work. And so we did that for about two years, maybe like mm -hmm. just it was just a constant thing. And so um, it started to get a little much. And so yeah. we were starting to realize like, OK, this it might be time for us to really consider doing this full time. Now, it was harder for us because, you know, we were full in our careers. We had mortgages like we had just had a daughter. Mm -hmm. So it just time wise, it didn't really make sense to it. But it was what God was positioning us to do. And so we took a faith step and we did it. And so we had to sit down and say, okay, what could realistically, what could we live on? How much could we actually live on? Mm -hmm. And remember when we sat and created the budget about how much we could, <clears throat> the amount that we could actually live off of was like a quarter, yeah, a quarter of what we were actually spending. And it was insane. Like what you really, when you really put down to it and create a budget, mm -hmm. it was just like, what are we doing with this extra $4,000 a month that we could be putting away right. and so i think that's what changed everything for us we realized like the car we ended up paying off our cars we ended up getting rid of a car because mm -hmm. we didn't need it we were traveling mm -hmm. we we're always together um and then when we stepped into that season is actually when we started tithing and being faithful with our giving the most and we haven't changed since actually we go over and beyond but i'll mm -hmm. let you talk about that and the necessities really came to the forefront and you know if you were alive and uh living in 2020 then you know that the necessities is what hmm. everything you know boiled down to whether it's yeah. relationships friendships resources or whatever and it's the same thing that happened to us it just happened to us early we just figured out hey this is really what we need and one of the key things that you said and for those of you that are tuning in listening to us one of the big things we did was we made sure that all of our debt uh for the most part was paid off you know the cars were done paying yep. being paid off both of them um we had uh Remanaged our, our our mortgage. Actually, the interest rate went down, so that helped us out as well. And we just did, you know, again, you know what she said. We just looked at everything and figured out where we could cut corners, where we couldn't, um, and it worked out. There's a faith piece here, right? Mm -hmm. Like we we handled the practical pieces that we knew we could handle, and then we allowed God to step in and do the rest. Yeah. And so, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it was a beautiful journey because. In living with less, 
God actually provided more and we mm-hmm. never missed a bill. Mm-hmm. We never like struggled getting anything paid. Like everything that we needed we was provided. Yeah. Now it wasn't a season of like abundance, <laughs> right? I will say that. Like so when artists come to us I'm like, I wanna go full time, you better be ready for what you asking for. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. But you know, I, I tell I tell artists all the time, like we speak to them like, especially if you already have a family, like don't step into it unless you a hundred percent believe this is what God is calling you to. And two, if he if he's not then just wait, be patient and provide for your family and God will allow the doors to open up in another way. But for us, he called us out to do it. And so we did it and it was a beautiful season of our life. I mean, it was, we did it for four or five years. And again, it wasn't a, it wasn't a season of abundance financially, but man, it was a season of abundance in every other area of our life. And Mm -hmm. I can honestly, it was probably when we stepped into that season, it was probably one of the happiest seasons mm. that that i had yeah yeah mm-hmm. and, and it was uh everybody's situation is different so you 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 know first of all you want to listen to what is being communicated mm-hmm. to you from god um but you know based on what he was telling us we did what we felt or what we knew uh we were responsible for mm-hmm. with, with the life that we're living <laughs> so the good thing about god is he asked us to be a good steward of our finances of our time of our lives so on and so forth and uh, that was just another thing that he asked us to do. So we did it. And with me, you know, it was it was preparation from before the things that I had done, you know, being a missionary and all this yeah. stuff. I had to take a faith step to do that. So now it was another time to take an even more drastic faith step with a wife and a kid, you yeah. know, and as the man of the house. Am I doing you know, am I making the right decision? Our other partner, Juan, he had to make the same decision with uh, two, two kids, yeah. you know. Um, so it was, it was a, it was a heavy choice, but at the same time, you know, the burden was on God cause he told us to do it. Yeah. I think the beauty in, in, in this, cause I, I want to make sure we don't miss the, 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 the beauty of, of all of it. Right. Cause we can talk about practical stuff, but yeah, I think what we learned was that when God can trust you with a little, he knows he can trust you with more. Mm-hmm. And I remember in that season, there was small things that he would do to, to kind of like see well let me see what i can trust y'all with right oh, and i remember i remember one time uh i went down to miami uh to a church they were having a conference and i was with a friend of mine and i remember we we went down to the conference and and i didn't have a whole bunch of gas in my car but i knew i had enough to get me there and then get us back right mm-hmm. and i had i had twenty dollars in my pocket in my purse that twenty dollars i needed to last for the rest of the week, right? Like that was, that was my budget. That was my budget. I needed that twenty dollars, right? So I'm in the conference, and um, the lady's talking about these new wells that they're digging in this country. And I mean, the story was phenomenal. I'm like, man, this church is awesome. They're doing something amazing in this country. Like, we take things for granted, like water, like running water, right? And so I was just so inspired with this thing that they were doing. And I just heard the Lord tell me to give the twenty dollars, and I was like, whoa, hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, I need that $20 for the week. And so, you know, they start collecting the the offering or the money or whatever. And I'm like, I'm seeing the the, the, <laughs> the bucket. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and in my mind, I'm like, yo, I only got $20. And I'm starting to process in my head. Okay, okay, if I give $5, you know, then I can put $5 in gas. And then I'll still have $10 for the rest. And I'm doing this whole math problem in my head of trying to figure out how I can make this $20 work for me. Right? Still give but you know what I mean? And so 
I remember my girlfriend sitting next to me and she's just, you know, chilling. No idea what I'm trying through your mind. My mind is like, and so, um, I just felt like the Holy Spirit was like, do you trust me? You know? And I was like, yeah, I trust you, but yeah, I trust you, but. And so that bucket came into our role and I, I had to make a choice. I was like, all right, God, like this is all I got. I got 20 bucks. Right. And so I remember the bucket came and I said, um, I said, all right. So I gave it all. I was like, I'm just going to put the $20 in. Mm-hmm. I put the $20 in and you know, we finished the service, whatever we're leaving. I get in the car and I look at my gas tank and I'm like, this gas not getting us yeah. home. <laughs> so I look at my girlfriend and I'm like, Hey, so you got any money on you? Like we need gas. And she's like, actually, no, I don't. I was like, yo, I don't know how we going to get home. So we started laughing and, she, and my friend starts praying, right? And I, and I started laughing. I was like, are you ser- seriously praying for the gift? She was like, yeah, girl, that's what we do, right? So I'm like, all right. So we prayed. We drive. The reason why this is important, I'm all the way in Miami. I live all the way north, right? So we're, it's a good like 40, 45 minute drive. And I got less than a quarter tank, mm. if that, right? Mm-hmm. I pull up to my house. We get home. Made it home. We made it home, mm-hmm. right? Um... I look at the gas tank. Not only was there still gas in there, but there was more than there was when I left the church. That's crazy. And I'm like, so I tell my friend, I say, yo, look at the gas tank. And we start laughing. Like, you see how God, good God is? Da, 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 da. I'm like, yeah. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Yes, he will. And so um, anyway, my girlfriend leaves. I walk into the front door. You were upstairs. Mm-hmm. And I remember I walk in and on the coffee table, there was five $20 bills beautifully just fanned out <laughs> on the table and I walk in and I just start laughing I just knew that was God and I was mm-hmm. just like and I remember I yelled up to you and I was like babe and you were like yeah I said who put this money down here and you said I have I have no idea my mom stopped by and said she was dropping it off for mm-hmm. whatever reason she felt like she was supposed to give us this mm-hmm. and when I looked at the table there was a hundred dollars in 20s so the same mom that sent you the bill yeah, she did. <laughs> Same one that slid you the blessing. Come on. Well, the first somebody. one was a blessing too because she was a lesson. <laughs> but, you know, and so in that, the Lord taught me, if you can trust me with the little, I'll bless you. You can never outgive me. Mm-hmm. And so I think that was the beginning of our giving journey was mm-hmm. understanding that, you know, and we have so many of those stories. Remember the time when you was driving and you found money just flying in the street? It's crazy. <laughs> I, and, and, you know, God will just show up. Uh, with with things you you just want, you know. Sometimes he just does that, you know. It's like my kids, right? Like mm. he's a good good father, so obviously I want to give my kids the things that they need. You don't think it gives me great pleasure to give them things that they just want, just to see them happy. Mm-hmm. And I remember that day, even <laughs> when they don't deserve so, it, right? Yeah, because these kids. This is so shallow. I mean, it is as shallow as it gets. <laughs> but I was driving. Uh, it was summertime, and these certain type of tank tops were in style. And I remember like, man, I got some money, but you know what I'm saying? I can't, I can't really spend it on a tank top. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what, that, God, like, what's up? He hooked me with a tank top. I literally left there, got on the street, and I'm driving, and these uh, rolls of money are just flying all over the street. And I don't even know how I see, seen this because I'm driving. You know, you when you're driving, you're not looking at these little things on the road. But mm. I saw it. And I pulled over quick. And this this kind of stuff started happening to me afterwards after that. But I pulled over. I was in the street. All the cars had stopped at a stoplight. And I just found all this money. It must have been like 
you know, at the time it was a lot. It was like $87, his 20s or whatever. And I'm looking to see if anyone's searching for their money. I'm looking to see if, you know, any drug dealer threw it out the car, <laughs> racing from police. Like, I'm, I'm putting all these scenarios in my head. But I took it as a blessing. Mm-hmm. And it was way more than I needed for the tank tire. The tank tire was like $14 or something. So I went back, you know. <laughs> Uh, I went and bought the tank top or whatever, came home with, with money and just things like that would always happen. I remember one yeah. time our air conditioning broke and I prayed, I, you know, we went to this service and these people were praying like, you know, we believe God's going to heal you of that or God's going to um, give you that financial breakthrough and God's <laughs> going to do all this stuff. And at the time our AC had broke, we had already figured out how it was going to get fixed um, or, or that we needed a new one, but we had a time to wait. And like I told you, and I'm going to say it again, if your AC breaks in Florida, it's a problem. You know what I'm saying? And if you're around me, you got a problem because I'm not nice. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but no, but seriously, you know, it was a, it was going to affect me. So <laughs> yes, I remember was. in that in that thing, everyone was praying, going crazy, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, my wife, she's praying or whatever. And afterwards, she always asked me this question. And I debate, like, should I tell her? She's like, so what'd you pray for? She had, I, I don't know what she had prayed for. Yeah. I don't know. But for our, Probably some more food. More food. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> she asked, so what'd you pray for? I said, man, I just prayed that God would provide a nice, cool breeze in our house until this AC gets fixed. And I'm telling you. No, remember I started laughing? You, yeah, you like, started laughing. You was like, man, people in there praying, they got. I said, why are you wasting prayers? You know, they got <laughs> debilitating diseases, you know, terminal stuff going on. And you over here praying. I say, hey, that's important to me right now. Like, you know, like this is what I'm praying, you know. So lo and behold, that night <laughs> Yo. we slept downstairs. It was it was 90 some degrees all around Florida. But in my house, we had a. 65 degree breeze like it was crazy it was like so and it lasted three days until that ac guy came to switch our ac and it didn't happen anytime because i prayed specifically i needed at nighttime i don't care if it's hot because we got we can go to the pool and all that stuff but when it's nighttime and i need to sleep i need that breeze yeah and, and I, that uh, that i remember that that challenged me to never ever again question people's prayer our yeah. prayers that no prayer is too small for the lord like mm-hmm. he really does care about the desires of our heart yeah 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 we saw all that to say fast forward to um a little bit before now we you know we we were past the full-time music stage of our lives and now we're getting back into um just doing different things you know some of that included me going back to work in the mm-hmm. corporate setting and you started, you know, building a business. Mm-hmm. Um, you also started working at the church. You know, yep. these different things happen. And um, now, because we had learned these lessons about tithing and everything like that, now we're able to actually really see this thing happen. Because when you're tithing off of concert checks and royalty checks and all that stuff, it's it's sporadic. Like, it's whenever you get it, you tithe. But now it's a week-to-week type of situation and because we were so used to living on such small means i mean it was such a blessing for us mm-hmm. it, it just allowed us i mean i remember i was working at my job for like three months and uh my, one of my co-workers he was tripping about money or something like that and he was like you just started working here i know you you know i know you need to make more money and blah i said no i'm actually good like i was good <laughs> like i was good with how much i was making and everything and i was just starting and I remember I had more in savings than I had ever, ever had in my life. Yeah. I mean, I felt so comfortable because of the way that we was living. And it just built and built and built from there. Um, 
And mm-hmm. this, so I, I started to actually see, you know, that part in the Bible where God invites us to test him on that specific mm-hmm. thing that we can't outgive him. And I got to see that happen in real life. Yeah. And then fast forward past that, we start getting these, um, you know, we get into the sync licensing thing and we're getting placements and so on and so forth. I remember when we got our first check, the first check, and this is just giving you a little more information. The first check we got was from a commercial, a golf commercial. Um, and the, the, the song for that was Ain't Gonna Stop Me. So we got a check from that and a few other placements, and it was a decent-sized check. And I remember when we got the check, we, uh, I don't know what, why we felt this way, but we knew that that first check wasn't something that we were going to use for mm-hmm. ourselves. <clears throat> so we got that check, and we ended up giving it back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I won't go into the details on how we gave it back. It wasn't a tie. It was very specific. And we did what we needed to do. But we did not benefit from it at all, mm-hmm. other than the fact that we were able to be God's hands to someone else that was praying. And the amount that we gave covered <laughs> that situation to the dollar. Mm-hmm. So it was amazing to be that part, to, to play that role in God's story in someone else's miracle. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a thing. But after that happened, you know, people would ask me at work because at, even at work, because I was tithing, I was tithing 10 percent of my income and then 20 percent of my commission. And it was just something that I just felt I needed mm-hmm. to do. I'm not saying anyone needs to do this because you got to listen to God. You got to talk to you. But this is what I felt I needed to do. And I got promoted in that job in six months to being, you know, a senior account executive and so on and so forth where the next person that had gotten promoted, maybe it took them three and a half years to get that position. Here I am coming in, working a position that I'm not qualified for, but just knowing that what I had was sufficient enough and I was tithing and God was giving me favor. Six months, I got to a place that other people had gotten and took so long to get to. So I just began to see God work and the same thing with the placements. Once we gave that money, for that miracle situation, I mean, it was just raining. Yeah. We weren't even making music. I wasn't even making music for it. Like, we was on a six-month chill, and this music and this stuff was just coming in. Boom, boom, boom. So it's just, you know, giving is intimately, it's just intimately, I should say, connected mm-hmm. to blessing. It, it just is, you know, and that's not a prosperity preaching nope. or anything like that. I tell people all the time, listen. I love sneakers. I buy sneakers. I got some Air Maxes on right now. I love them. But I'm going to wear these sneakers. I'm going to get tired of them, right? And I'm going to want another pair. The feeling I get when I give someone something that they need mm-hmm. or I'm able to give and see the money that I'm given help someone um, in a way that, you know, these sneakers will never help me. It's a way better feeling and it lasts longer. The joy behind it is always something you're able to think about. These sneakers, like the Yeezys, like all these things I've had in the past, I don't even think about them anymore. I play basketball in them now. They have little value. But I always remember that I was able to help someone get to the next level of life that God had for them. Yeah. In that season, like, is what I think redefined how we live. Mm -hmm. You know, like, we we've just been those people now like i remember uh being one time hearing stories of how people have gotten money and you know people were blessed with them in the season that they needed it and i remember um asking the lord like man i want to be that person mm-hmm. i didn't want to be the person receiving the money and i remember when you said that because i was comfortable being the person receiving, receiving it. it when you said it, i was and you was like man i want to be the one that's able to give to and give you said it. it at a time where 
We were broke. There's no way we should be thinking about yeah, yeah, that yeah. In, in any sort of natural sense. We needed money. You know what I'm saying? And you said that I want to be the one that the ones that are able to be the blessing. Yeah. And it was like the Lord heard it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's awesome when, you know, um, when we do get money that comes in and we know that it's for somebody and we're just like, OK, God, just show us who mm-hmm. this is for. What is this for? You know. There's no greater joy, I think, um, that I've had with you as a team, like me and you being a team in this, to be able to bless the kingdom. I believe that God allows financial increase in order to further the kingdom, right? Whenever I look at scripture, I see different stories of how, especially I'm a woman, so I'm always looking for, for that part of it, right? Too, there's there's even women who who were women of wealth who allowed um because they were financially stable they were in a affluent state financially Mm -hmm. that it allowed for you look at elijah right elijah was able to stay with a woman who was wealthy um and she provided him a place to stay where he in return healed her son and so i believe that as people of god that we are allowed to have it it's the heart behind why we have it yeah do i want to have this financial increase because i want to pull up in a new car like no it's not that we can't have a new car it's it's that if I have a choice between getting a new car or if the Lord told me to give that money to an organization that really needs it, which choice am I going to make? I love when I think about the idea that God wants us to partner with him, mm. right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, that God wants us, he wants to partner with it, with mm-hmm. us, right? He, It's not so much of I'm going to give you all these rules and do what I say. It's that I love you enough to make you a part of my plan. Like, how dope is that? That Because he doesn't mm-hmm. need us, right? Yeah. But that he says, man, Kanata, Amanda, I love you guys so much. I've seen you be faithful. I've seen that I can trust you. It's almost like, yo, you trying to go with me to go do the, you know what I'm saying? It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, let's roll, right? Like, that's mm-hmm. what I feel like God does with us, right? Mm-hmm. That he mm-hmm. says, hey, let me tell you a secret guess who we're about to bless right yeah and i love when we've had those moments um that we've been able to be those people and i love that god did hear my heart and your heart in a season that we did not have we were in a season of lack per se that in a season of not having we had a heart of wanting to be givers and so being able to see that now it's been a blessing you know and so not even just financially but of time and you know, we've been able to build this creative space that we've had so many amazing people come through yeah. it, um, not charging, you know, mm-hmm. um, or and if we do charge, it's very minimal. And mm-hmm. and knowing that the Lord gave us this space debt free, you know, yeah. and I mean, we can spend hours, you know, sharing our story. But um, mm-hmm. even in that learning that, you know, he's he's provided for us to allow us to provide for others and um in return, we're also learning what that looks like for our kids, right? And so we've, in the past several years, have gotten into investing and mm-hmm. understanding, okay, what does generational wealth mean? You know, I, you and I grew up very differently. You know, mm-hmm. I grew up in a middle-class um, home. Mm-hmm. You did not. And so I learned, I mean, we weren't like well off or anything like mm-hmm. that, but, you know, my parents did the best they could with the little bit they had, and I never felt broke. Like, my parents, we were broke in, in seasons, but my mom and dad never made me feel like I was in lack. You know, they mm-hmm. moved us out of the projects and I, I hear them tell the story now and they were struggling. But because of me not knowing that they were in lack and seeing them work hard and they taught me at a very young age of the what it looked like to tithe and what it looked like to save. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And so I remember um, when I was young, we used to get these um, savings bonds. <laughs> they used to come in the mail every, I don't even know if people still do that. But, you know, I would get a savings bond that would come in the mail every month, right? And I would get so excited <laughs> when I would see the <laughs> savings bond because my mother had explained to me what it was. It was money that she had put aside. It was for my college. Mm. And it was money that was going to be for me as I got older. And I remember I would get excited when I see, oh, I got another one. And my brother <laughs> would get his and he got another one. And I didn't understand at 10 years old that my mom was allowing me to be a part of that process with them, mm. you know? And so <clears throat> as I got older, I knew I was going to be, I was going to have money at a certain age that I wasn't going to struggle to go to college if I wanted to go to college, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But I also understood my parents were, if you don't go to college, you're not getting this money. <laughs> and I was like, okay. But, you know, early on, I do appreciate that I I, I was taught that, you know? Yeah. Um to what it was to save. I, I did see my parents be givers. Um, again, we weren't like financially well off, but I was able to see what saving looked like. And mm-hmm. I had two parents in the home, you did not, you know? So we have very different upbringings. Um, but one of the beautiful things I love about your mom, mm-hmm. right, till this day. To this day! Your mom is a hustler. Like your mom is a hustler. Like, I love having conversations with her. I don't think your mom will ever stop working. Like, I love, and it's not even that she's trying to work for only herself. Like, now she's in a season of life that she's she's wanting to um, make money for our kids, mm-hmm. you know? And, and watching her, I've been able to see that in you. So, yeah, my mom just had, had that hustle in her. And, uh, you know, we obviously, you know, from the things that we learn, one of the easiest things we do is we learn that with investments, when you invest, the best thing to do that we've learned is invest in something that you know about, you know, something that you're aware of, a product that you use, so on and so forth. Yeah. In the same respect, an investment is an investment, but the yeah. best investment that anyone can make, and I tell anybody that, is to invest in the kingdom. Yep. Second best is investing in yourself. You know what I mean by that is there's something you want to do, if there's something you want to pursue, Invest in yourself. That doesn't always mean money. You want to play basketball, invest time in yourself to go play and shoot and dribble and do all the things mm-hmm. you need to do. Investment a lot of times is sacrifice because where you put your time, where you put your money, you know, um, someone said it uh, the other day, I can look at your bank account and mm. I can tell where your heart lies. And it's, it's just a true statement. It's the same thing for your time. I can look at your schedule. If you had a true schedule of what you were doing, it would tell a lot about Yep. What you want, what what your desires are. So in the same respect, whatever investments you're doing, in this case, we're talking about monetary investments. Now we're talking about being a good steward of your, your finances. Um, it all has to, to make sense together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It all has to be intentional. Yeah. We get asked often, especially with younger, you know, people, because we work with young adults. And so, you know, a lot of times people will see like, the outside of, oh, I need to, I'm trying to live like you. And it's like, ah, you know, we've gone through some stuff. <laughs> like, you mm-hmm. know, our our role now is that we get to kind of speak into stuff before you guys make the mistakes. And so, um, you know, being able to learn about investment, investing early, I think was good for us that mm-hmm. we, 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 we started getting interest. Now it didn't hurt. We, we've had some amazing people in our lives that are into investing, learning the, the, the power of money long term, you know, mm-hmm. um, understanding what if you invest a thousand dollars right now, 
the it's hard because we're in a we're in a culture now that everything is now 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 like i put thousand dollars down now i'm trying to make ten thousand by friday well that's just yeah. not realistic like <laughs> right. you know unless you got bitcoin or something but right. you know even then you know unless you're a you know, day trader, you're day you trader that's what you do yeah but if you if you if you understand you know the power of the dollar you know and time mm -hmm. those are two you this is what you do right yep, like yep. you 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 trade money for mm -hmm, time mm -hmm. or whatever present value Mm -hmm. So, you know, understanding that because a lot of people will say, well, I don't have any money. Well, yeah, you do. You just stop drinking coffee for the next three months. And I bet you, you got some money that you mm -hmm. can put aside and, and invest in some stocks or invest in whatever that looks like a, another IRA, a Roth IRA or whatever. But getting people in your life that understand financial investing, um, tapping into the older generation, you know, Mm -hmm. they're they're gonna understand investing they can actually tell you the mistakes that they made and say man i wish i would have done this like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know i have conversations with my father now that he's like man i wish i would have knew this earlier you know mm -hmm. um and that has been awesome for us that we've we've been able to have those people in our lives and then too we got some dope friends that are willing to talk about like i think that's some boss moves when we're sitting at dinner mm -hmm. and we're like so what'd you invest in this week <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like such a poser sometimes. And the but. best, the best thing though, like even to to get to that space, like you're talking about, to be investing and so on and so forth. There's also going to be a season, and I think the season is important, but not mentioned enough. And there's a season of contentment, so that mm -hmm. you are grateful for the things that you have. You're able to take a, a inventory of your life and and really appreciate and be grateful. Because if you don't, there's a saying, you know, the Wolf of Wall Street. All these people that were maniacs. Madoff. Madoff, yeah. These people had a philosophy. How much money is too is mm. is enough? Their answer was always more. 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 That's not an answer. Mm -hmm. There has to be an idea, and this changes from season to season, depending on where you are, where you have an idea. But before you get to that place, you have to literally be content yeah. with what you have. You have to be a good steward of that car you have. Make sure it gets its oil changed. Make sure it's washed and cleaned. She just gets me on that. Um, but you got to do those things. Because yeah. I remember one time in particular, and this really um, is a, a significant time in my life. We pulled up during the time in our lives when we was doing full-time music. And again, we weren't we weren't uh, at the top of wealth or anything like that. And we, de we weren't on the struggle bus, but we was pretty much barely, we were just making it. You know, we were good. We were getting our daily bread. And I remember we pulled up to this house and everyone there was around, you know, our same stage of life with kids or, you know, little kids or whatever. And when we pulled up, we parked our car and I remember looking at all of their cars and all their cars was dope. It was like an Escalade and then it was a Lexus and then it was whatever. And they were all brand new where our car was a little bit old. And I remember looking at their cars like, man, geez. Like, we need to step our game up. We need to, you know? And God checked me quick. Mm. He's like, listen, you don't need anything. I need you to be you. And I and, and we harp on this all the time. I need you to be 100% you. That is not yours. That is not for you. Because what you don't know is that <laughs> what you're seeing out here is a world of debt. debt. That thing you drove up in, you'll drive out and you can sell it tomorrow. And you'll get 100% of the value that it's worth tomorrow mm -hmm. why because you own it you have the title on it the other car you have at home same thing don't compare yourself you're comparing apples to oranges and i remember that just just totally changed everything and i've thought about that since then on everything in my life from yeah. my career my job my family 
I'm not designed for these things. You're not designed for certain things. So you have to work in that same arena because you're sitting next to your friend and they're richer than you, or they're talking about all these things that they're doing and you're not quite there. It doesn't make you a failure. It just means that stage of life is not for, for you, you yet yep. because we have definitely and, sat at the table with people. In sometimes that it may never be for you. It may. Yeah. Right. Sometimes one of the things um, I, I, I love watching about Oprah and her friend Gail, mm. right? Like their best friends. And oh, we all know Oprah, she's a billionaire, right? And her best friend Gail, like, I love hearing their conversations. Like, Gail has never wanted to be have Oprah's life, and mm -hmm. Oprah's never wanted to have Gail. Like, they're satisfied with where they're at, yep. and they, they support each other. And mm -hmm. I think that's so key is that even if you do have someone in your life that is – is further along or has more more than you would have it doesn't mean that that's necessarily your lane that's yeah. learning how to be content with what you have and being able to celebrate the one who has more mm -hmm. i think that's key is that i think it's when people start to kind of envy and be like oh well, i want more because they got more well why like mm -hmm. you know what i mean i think that's the part that we always have to be careful with that we're not comparing like you said with the car absolutely and then you realize like wait Actually, I'm I'm doing better because I do own this car. <laughs> I don't have a car payment. We should we should end this episode with money, power, respect plan right now. <laughs> money, power, respect the key, to life. the key to life. Thank you for checking us out. You've listened to our small world. We love you guys and uh, be a good steward. Be a good steward. Do with your finances. That's Invest. it. Listen, always be a giver. If you always be a giver, you'll never be in lack. That's something we've learned, and so we hope that you learn that too. What is something I could do better for you this week? Ooh, um, what can you do better for me this week? Um, you know, I think I would like a nice meal cooked this week. A meal cooked? Yeah. You want me to cook a meal for yes, you? Yes, I think I would like you to cook a meal nice. for us, for the family. Okay, okay. What you eat, though? You 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 want to be a vegetarian? Is what you're trying I to know, eat? even better for you. Just sauce up some vegetables, <laughs> eat good. Okay, <laughs> I got you, baby. What can I do for you? Um, what can you do for me? Mm. <laughs> Every week is gonna be a foot massage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't have anything. You've been doing pretty good. You've been doing pretty good. I mean, yeah, the foot massage. You know, we still need to get a few more squeezes on these bad boys right here. <laughs> but other than that. Yeah, I, I got them yesterday, didn't I? No. <laughs> you asked me to put them by you, and then you probably held them a little bit for like a second, <laughs> and then it was over like before it started. <laughs> I need you to squeeze them <laughs> joints. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of tension. There's hours of being st stood on by these. They need. You know, say you go play basketball. <laughs> um, anyway. But yeah, baby. I got good. you. I'll do something. You do something. I got you. Mm hmm. <laughs> Grown. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> thanks for hanging out with us. Yes. <laughs> on our, our small, small world. Because ain't nothing small about us. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Have a good week. Peace.